My mattress rules. Your mattress sucks. My mattress is firm. Your mattress is saggy. This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Helix Sleep. Simply put, it's the best mattress I got in my house. Helix offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you, my friend, at helixsleep.com slash opie. All right, there we go. We are live from the Glass Box Studio here in New York City, 500 feet above the streets of Manhattan. Overlook of the Hudson River. Uh, what's up, uh, Brian Bernard? Good afternoon. You are first on the Facebook. You got the Tim McConnell. Who else is rolling into the room? Uh, now they come flying in. Spartan 22, what's up? First on uh, the YouTube. Oh, yes. And Jennifer First says, new Opie merch out now at opiradio.com. Yeah, we're, we're pumping up uh, the merch. Go to opiradio.com. We added a whole bunch of new stuff today. We got other stuff coming. Just in time for the holidays, uh, but I would suggest your order very, very soon because, you know, it's been all over the news. If you're shopping for Christmas online, you got to get it done, uh, like, basically today. So I had a little drama today. Um, when it rains in New York City and you got to get kids to school, oh, my God, it's a complete, it's a complete nightmare. Uh, as, as most of you know, I get my kids uh, to school on the electric scooter. Uh, or we walk. If it's nice and we got some time, we'll walk and we'll talk about life. I'll try to give them some life lessons every single time I walk up to school. And then I realize that half the shit I'm telling them, they're, they're going to ignore. And they're going to have to do it their way. And I understand that. But I'm hoping that some of the life lessons I give them on the way to school will sink in. But when it rains in New York, it's a nightmare because you it's hard to get Ubers. It's hard to get cabs. You can't walk. Uh, you could kind of walk with umbrellas because the kids are old enough. Everyone gets their umbrella. But because we live so close to this damn river, it's a lot windier here, uh, this part of New York, than other other parts. So that was the case today. Torrential uh, downpours. Umbrellas breaking left and fucking right. I usually get the kids to school, but I told my wife, you got to get the kids to school because you know it's alternate side of the street parking day. I gotta, I gotta sit in my car for an hour and a half so a sweeper can come through and throw some, some dirt and shit from one side of the road to the other. And then the city's like, there you go. We cleaned your streets. I'm going to raise your goddamn taxes. And as most of you know, uh, uh, I don't park in a garage anymore because I finally got the, I finally got the number and it would be $600 for my car per month. And you're thinking, all right, you know, you live in New York. Things are, things are more expensive. So what are you complaining about? But it's never just $600. It's $600. And, and it says it on the fucking sign. That's how they get you. Here's something. When you advertise how much it costs, tell me exactly how much it costs. Not you give me a number that gets me interested and then you hammer me with everything else, surcharges and taxes and all sorts of other bullshit. So uh, the garage, it says $600 a month and I'm starting to think, you know what? 
we should do that. It'd probably be a, 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 a lot less of a hassle than uh, parking it on the street and then having to move it every few days. So it's $600 a month. That got me in the door. Then it's $85 more because I got an SUV. So my truck's a little bigger, even though even though the spaces, I've seen the spaces in the garage. They're the exact same spaces whether you have a small car or an SUV. But it's just an excuse to get more of this from you, right? So now it would be 685 But I said, the sign says 600 How much is this going to cost me? So, well, you got an SUV, so it's uh, $685. i am like, 685 That's fucking nuts. And then the guy goes, well, that doesn't include taxes. How, how much are the taxes on $685? Does anybody know? Oh, wait. Did Rachel figure out the tax? All right. Uh, 10% would be $60. Not sure what percent tax is there. So at the very least, that's another $60. So now we're up to $745 a month to park your car. Remember, this all started with $600 a month to park your car in our fine garage. Uh, Here's the rub, which I learned when I used to park my car in this uh, particular garage. If you don't give them an extra $50 a month on the side... Once a month, you got to see the man, the main guy, and give him a nice handshake. And then he looks you in the eye and he goes, thank you very much. So they make it very clear. Look, you can park the car here, $600, SUV, $85 more, tax at least $60, $745 a month. You can park your car here all nice. And you call us and we'll, uh, we'll get your car, but it's going to take a half hour to 45 minutes every time you call to get your car. Can you imagine living like this? Can you imagine? And I'm like, oh, my God, really? So I got to really think that far in advance. And what if all of a sudden something comes up and I need the car within like 10 or 15 minutes? He's like, I don't know what to tell you. That's how we operate here. And then he goes, you see these spots up here? All nice? I'm like, yeah. Because I can park your car there. I'm like, great, thank you. And I start walking away. He goes, no, 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 no. We do that for $50 cash a month. So now... To park in the garage, even though the sign said $600, uh, then you had the $85, $685 plus the $60 tax, $745 plus the $50 cash once a month, uh, beginning of the month with the nice handshake like your buddy buddies with this guy. Now what's that up to $795? I could have my car all nice in a garage. So I got rid of all that, obviously, and I do the alternate side of the street parking. So... Today, uh, horrible rain, teacher-parent uh, conferences. I, I told my wife, man, I go, look, yeah, of course, Rachel. That's what I'm getting at. Opie's parking spot is more than my mortgage. Yeah, and, and they think this is completely normal in New York City. Oh, no, that's not it with the parking, and I'm sorry that this is going on too long. So what are we up to, $795? You better give them a good tip at the end of the year. Christmas tips. Bonuses, they're not expected, but guess what? You better fucking do it. Or the next time you call for your car, oh, you're going to wait a long fucking time. And you're going to be like, what happened to my car? And they're going to be like, oh, it's blocked in. You know, we got to move 12 cars just to get yours out because they pile the cars in these uh, garages too because they're very, very greedy. So if you don't give the Christmas tip, you're, you're screwed. Oh, guess what? Christmas tip. For 10 guys.
And if you're not giving them a minimum of 50 bucks each, each, for Christmas, oh boy. As soon as uh, Christmas is over, you're, you're in a world of hurt if you want to get your fucking car. So I was all to the side of street parking. I told the wife, you got to uh, bring the kids, which I felt bad because, like I said, the rain was horrendous. Coming down sideways, you can't really walk in this shit. They, they chose to because my daughter would rather walk than get in these, uh, these cabs. I get in the car. I turn it on. And all of a sudden, I see the gauges pop on, you know, miles and how much gas and this and that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I might have had COVID. My wife tested positive for the uh, the antibodies, so we're trying to figure out if we had uh, COVID in this house and uh, and didn't know it. That's a true story for another time. All of a sudden, um, a warning light comes on. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, and I click on the warning light, and it shows my tire pressure. And I'm like, all right, front left, 32 psi, looking good. Front right, 32 PSI, looking good. Back right tire, looking good at 32 PSI. Back left tire, wink, 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 8 PSI. Now I'm like, now I'm sitting in a fucking car. I wanted a live stream for you guys, so I, 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 I fucking have to break everything down. I ain't live streaming for nobody. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. So then I'm thinking, well, maybe I could just sit in the car at least so I have a parking space. Because remember, now it's rush hour traffic, 8 to 9.30 in the city. It's raining like a mother. And I'm waiting for that street sweeper to come by. I'm like, oh, my God. So then I, uh, I Google tire repair in New York City. And I found a little place called Carlos. Carlos's uh, tire repair. I can't stay here. And as soon as you give up your spot on a Friday at 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.15 in the morning, you are fucked. Because the alternate side of street parking, for me, it was 8 to 9.30. But then the next street over, it's 9 to 10.30. Then the next street over, it's 10 to 11.30. And then 11 to 12.30. And guess what? You have people just going up and down these streets trying to find fucking parking. So I take off, I give up my spot, and of course, within seconds, someone grabs my spot. They're all happy and nice, because, you know, it's like a miracle for them. I go down to Carlos, Carlos, I want to say Carlos's, Carlos, Carlos Tire Repair, let's call it that. And I get there, they don't even have a fucking garage. These animals, and I mean that lovingly, they work their asses off. These animals... They repair tires in the street on one of those tiny little side streets here in New York City. They don't have a garage. They have a, they have a tiny shop with tires all day fucking long. Every tire you can imagine is stacked all the way to the ceiling because they're selling tires left and right. And uh, it's pouring. And these guys came out. I'm like, hey, they're like, you're third. Uh, It's first come, first serve. I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. I'll sit here, you know. They jack up my fucking car. They pull off my tire. They run it inside into a giant bucket of water, and they're spinning that thing looking for the leak, the hole, the puncture. And Carlos is looking, and then he calls me in, even though it says you're not allowed in our shop because of insurance purposes, but Carlos needed to talk to me. He goes, he goes uh, I, can't, I can't find the leak. I can't find the puncture. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? It's 8 PSI. It's supposed to be 32 PSI like the rest. I know my shit. 
He goes, yeah, man, eight PSI, no bueno. I go, yeah, no shit. So now we're both on our hands and knees as he's spinning this tire. My eyes are this close to the tire just trying to see the bubbles, you know, because you wet the tire. You guys know this. You wet the tires and you wait for the bubbles. So he's slowly spinning it. And time's going by really, really slow. And we're studying the tire. And you can hear a pin drop because he doesn't know what the hell's going on, right? He goes, it must be the valve. So he's spraying. Because then they spray uh, water from a water bottle, too, just to keep this thing as moist as possible so you can see the bubbles. He goes, it's not the valve. I'm like, what the hell? So then we bring it back into the tub of water, and he's just slowly spinning this thing. And we're just like... I swear to God, our noses were pretty much touching because we just, at this point, I just want to find the damn, you know, leak. And then he, and then he, um, he puts air in the tire and he's like, no air is coming out of this damn tire and I can't find a puncture or a leak. And I go, 8 PSI. And he goes, I know, 8 PSI. And I go, I go, did someone fuck with me? And let the air out of the tire. And this guy, he is like, he is from the streets. He goes, no, my friend, if you fucked with somebody, they would just stab your tire. He tells me this. And I'm like, then what the hell, you know? He goes, I don't know. I've been doing this a long time. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So he fills it all the way up. He gives me 37 PSI. He goes, look, my friend, you got to drive tonight? And I go, yeah, I got to drive tonight. I got to do some fishing. It's the end of the, sh- uh, you know, the, uh, the fall run. So I'm, uh, I'm meeting some, uh, some boys way out east, and we're going to do some fishing this weekend. So, yeah, I'm driving about two, three hours. He goes, all right, look, I'm going to give you 37 PSI. And I'm like, well, goddamn, thanks for the free five PSI, Carlos. And he goes, if, if the air uh, goes down to eight PSI again, you could fill this thing up to 70 PSI, and it's not going to um, blow up. He goes, you got to get that up to well over 100 before these uh, tires will actually pop. I'm like, well, thanks for the knowledge, Carlos. Puts my tire back on the, uh, on the car. He goes, that'll be $15. I'm like, here's 20 Carlos. Thank you very much. Hopefully I never see you again, but you're a good guy. If, if I do have to see you again, then that'll be all right. So now I drove off pouring rain, and now I lost my spot, and now I'm just in parking fucking hell. And then I'm paying my doorman. I, I, I slide him 20. I'm like, is there any spots around? Here's 20. Here's my number. I'm just going to go wander up and down the streets. Let me know and I'll come back. There's no problem, Ope. Uh, I never got the text from him. I did find parking, long story short. And guess what? Sat there for an hour and a half because that parking started at 9 o'clock. So I had to start all over. So from 9 to 10.30, I'm sitting in my car. And uh, the street sweeper never came by. So once again, it was a complete waste of time to sit in my car, uh, making believe that uh, the city actually cleans these streets uh, well enough that they, they make everyone move the fucking cars. Uh, Mitch saying, nice view. Anyway, but that was uh, my day. But you know what? I got the coolest wife. It's uh, teacher parent conferences today. She goes, I'll do it. I'm like, What? Can I marry you all over again? You're going to do it? Because usually we both sit there and our kids go to a school where they can't really. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing. But look, I, I, I you know, I talk about the, all this shit. They go to a school where uh, there are parents that don't want to hear bad things about their kids. So guess what? Everything's great.
Your kid is great. Your kid is perfect. They're doing everything right. And we're the ones that, like, look, I, I, I get uh, great report cards on my kids. Uh, we got two good ones, thank God. Uh, but we we push the teachers. I'm like, look, we know there are parents out there that if you say anything bad about your kid, they're going to be like, how dare you? And, and you're the teacher going, well, fuck, I, I, I want to make sure that you know this so they could learn even better. So we force the, their, their teachers to kind of tell us stuff that they need to work on. And the teachers like go like this. They look around like, oh, my God, I hope no one hears this. I hope no one hears this because uh, everything's great. Everything's great. Everything can't be great. Na 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 na. And if I don't agree with what you're up to, that's okay too. As long as I don't have the hate in my heart. But as soon as you disagree with some of these very progressive things that are going on in this country, if you don't agree with every single one of them, then you're a monster. Well, how about I come from a time where we had to roll down the windows? So I might have a few questions on a couple of these things. You can't have questions. You just got to blindly accept everything we say. And if you don't, we're going to cancel your ass. That's what we're going to do now. Okay, I want to talk about my mattress. Actually, I should say mattresses. We're talking about Helix Sleep. And they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you at Helix sleep.com slash opie they started as a sponsor they gave me a mattress i loved it so much i ordered two more so i'm actually a customer because i ain't going in a mattress store and laying on some dumb mattress that a hundred other people laid on hell nah helix makes it so easy what they got is a quiz that takes literally two minutes And after you take the quick uh, quiz, they match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. You don't want to buy a mattress that's made for somebody else. Your mattress is going to be perfect for you and how you sleep. They got the soft mattress. They got the medium. They got the firm mattress. They got a mattress that's great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-sized sleepers. Yes, I took the quiz. Of course I did. Oh, sorry, you weren't asking. The best part, the mattress showed up at my front door. It was in a small box. I'm like, how could this possibly be my mattress? Opened up the box. It was like, I don't know, vacuum sealed, some kind of space-age technology. I cut it to the heavy plastic, and next thing you know, the mattress came to life in front of my eyes. Nice, real nice. And it's waffly too. So if you're in the market for a mattress, I'm telling you, I got three of them. And you can also help support the podcast. Just take the quiz. You order the mattress that you're matched to. And the mattress comes right to your door, like I said, shipped for free. No more going to the mattress store. No more tying it on the roof of your car. What year is this? Wake up. Plenty of five-star reviews. Yes, they got a 10-year warranty and financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never, I mean never, far away. For real, guys, check it out for yourself. Go to helixsleep.com slash opie. They're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you at helixsleep.com slash opie. 
<laughs> OP Radio, please mark my 3,000 3, stars from Chloe today for Ass Lube and Ass Lube only. <laughs> Jesus. All right, I'll mark it. Let the tax man try to figure out that shit. Let him figure out if I need that much ass lube. By the way, uh, I just learned that Betty White is going to be 100. And uh, I remember the time when me and Anthony were on Jimmy Fallon. Betty White was booked, too. And we actually played beer pong with her backstage. Or I did. I don't know if Anthony did. I got to talk for just myself. I don't know if Anthony did. Because we had, like, separate dressing rooms. Because that's how we uh, dealt with everything. You stay away from me, I'll stay away from you, and then when we're on stage, we'll make believe we like each other. Got it? Got it! Oh, my God. That should have been way more fun than it was. But I just saw Betty White's going to be 100. 100 in March. You know that she was born before they discovered sliced bread? (laughs) Let that sink in. And how hard was it to discover... Sliced bread. God, man, I, I swear our ancestors were dumb. You know, I oversold that, Mitch. I'll be honest with you. Here's the honesty of it. You know, we were fooling around with the beer uh, pong table back uh, backstage. And she came by, all dressed up, all nice. And she threw a couple balls, and that was it. But look, technically that means I played beer pong with her, right? You would take that win. You would say the exact same thing I just did. Before they started slicing bread, yes, Betty White was born. And that's where I think our ancestors were dumb. Like, what, what are these idiots? They're looking at a loaf of bread and like, I don't know how we can improve this. I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, rip off a piece, rip off two pieces, put some crazy uh, meat in between and, uh, you know, have at it. And then finally someone took a knife and started slicing it. And that, and then they had to call, what, the press and say uh, they invented sliced bread? <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, but Jim Jeffries still cool? Jim Jeffries, I was doing an Instagram live from, um, from a shooting that happened. Now, now we have shootings in the neighborhood like it's nothing. It's, cra- it's fucking crazy, man, what's going on with this city. The garbage is piling up like like crazy. Huge piles of garbage. I've never seen more rats in my life. I got this uh, pathway that I'm going to camp out. Uh, but I got to wait for all the dog walkers to you know finally go home. So I got to do it late at night. You're going to be amazed at how many rats I could film within like 10 minutes. Uh, maybe I'll live stream it. I, I have so much confidence th- that you will see a lot of rats that I will live stream it. And they just run back and forth across the path into garbage cans. And they're just scurrying around looking for food. And, and they basically say when you see the rats, they're desperate for food. And that's why they're above ground trying to find some shit. There are so many rats in the city. I see them almost daily. Almost daily. A lot of times during the day, which that's not good either. You, you used to never really see them during the day. So the garbage is piling up. The, the rats are all over the place and shootings and crime is up even in this neighborhood I'm lucky enough you know I was able to get my uh, my family in a good neighborhood and uh, this goes to the Jim Jeffries point so I, I parked my car on the street you know alternate side of the street parking like I like I t- like to talk about and my wife uh, you know goes be careful walking home there was a shooting at uh, 
right up the street from where we live. I mean, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I was, I pretty much was walking right by it. So I decided to Instagram live it. And uh, the guy that owned the place is like, there was no shooting here. And there's, <laughs> there's fucking, there's fucking police tape all over this guy's establishment, like everywhere, blocking off the entrance and the sidewalks. And you can pretty much see like shattered glass. So I'm live on Instagram. You can go back and check it out. It it wasn't one of my better Instagram lives. It was after I drove three and a half hours with Doggy. But um, so I'm being sort of a reporter like, oh, shit, here's where the, you know, the shooting was. And uh, man, being a kid from Long Island. And if I heard about a shooting anywhere near me, I would I wouldn't sleep for a week. And now it's like, oh, there was a shooting two blocks from where we live. Eh." I go up to the door and the owners, I'm like, so what happened here? He's like, it didn't happen here. And I'm like, there's police tape all over. Long story short, um, Jim Jeffries uh, popped in on that uh, Instagram live. We were going back and forth talking a little bit. Uh, He's uh, doing very, very well. I'm very happy uh, about his success. We just haven't um, hooked up lately, uh, especially because of COVID, because he was coming to New York and we were supposed to do lunch and... um, I think I actually was busy on that one. I think I had something going on, and I wasn't in the actual city when he came through to do his shows. But, yeah, me and Jim Jeffries are totally cool. I haven't talked to him as much as I, I used to, but uh, he's, he's just a good, solid dude. On a future live stream, I will give you the list of the good, solid dudes because too many times this, uh, this uh, thing becomes way too fucking negative. Uh, Radio Gunk. I know the Radio Gunk people a little bit. Wants to know the SiriusXM executive blowback from your brilliant Donnie Brosco infiltration of Howard's studio. Did that really lead to your firing? Howard is a silent executive partner. Ooh. Look, I'm an idiot. I, I, I always knew I was an idiot. I always knew that I took too many chances. I, I'm one to burn bridges very, very quickly. Uh, that's more of my past than my uh, my current situation. I was really pushing um, the limits with the whole Howard Stern thing at Sirius XM. I was really starting to bother the guy. I don't know why, to be honest with you, but it started with um, them shutting the hallways down because I said hi to him in the hallway. He couldn't take that. So then they had a whole thing set up. Everyone knows this story, but they basically wouldn't let anyone into the area until Howard got into his special safe, his safe compound. And then I'm obviously yelling through the glass, good morning, as he's walking through. Everyone knows that story as I'm waiting to go into work. And then I had the opportunity to, um, you know, walk through the, uh, the doors uh, into his compound because uh, a cleaning lady believed me when I said, hey, uh, leave that. can you open that door? I left something in there. And they, she used her, her pass key or whatever, and the door opened up. And my goal was to uh, sit in Howard's seat. And then uh, the security guards came a-running. And uh, to this day, I regret not uh, continuing because I knew at that point I was in deep trouble. Because, you know, Howard is a very sensitive baby. And uh, he went to the bosses, and they were not happy with me. And I know they were getting a, a face full of shit from Howard. So, so what the executives do, they can't talk back to Howard because Howard is the, is the whole company, especially back then. So if Howard is yelling and screaming in your face, this fucking OP, you got to do something about this motherfucker. 
you know, then the bosses are going to yell and scream at me because they can't yell back to Howard. You know, what they should have said to Howard is like, look, this is all make-believe. This is all ridiculous what we do for a living. Why don't you take a chill pill and relax? But they would never, ever talk back to Howard. So then uh, they, uh, you know, then at that point I was on the clock. They were trying to figure out how they could get rid of me. And then they tried to get rid of me for a lame-ass thing that um, I'd rather not talk about uh, because we left in good standings. And uh, when they pulled that garbage, I said, hell no, I ain't going down that way. Got lawyers involved. And, uh, you know, let's just say Sirius um, in the end did right by me. But I do believe that I was pushing Howard's buttons to the point that he was making um, the managers at SiriusXM, their lives a living hell. And then the managers are like, you know what, we got to get rid of this guy. And uh, so be it. They did. Uh, Who would win in a fight? Club Soda Candy versus Ronnie the Limo Driver. Not even close. Club Soda Candy is a very, very scary individual. And we're talking just a, a just a straight out what fist fight? Yeah, it's, it wouldn't even be close. No offense to Ronnie because Ronnie was always very very good to me. Um, I rode the elevator at the end of my show with him more times than I could count, and he couldn't have been nicer to me. And we were always uh, keeping it light and joking and stuff. And um, I actually liked the guy a lot. But when it comes to fighting, Kenny would destroy him. Oh my God, Kenny does not play around. Kenny would lay him out. Everyone's saying Kenny, of course. Of course. Owen Air is still funny while Stern transitioned into a trans pelican from the Hamptons. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> Do you know any inside info about what's scripted out on the Stern show? It seems very laid out these days. Um, I don't really listen to Howard. I, can't, I, I can only say I don't really... Because I have uh, checked him out a little bit in the last year or two. Um, For the most part, um, doing prank calls are highly, I mean highly illegal at this point. So safe to say that uh, pretty much every uh, prank call on this show is is fake. I could say that much. Because there was a time, like, I was pretty good at it. And then the rules changed, and you could get fined for that on regular radio, but then SiriusXM kind of uh, uh, adapted the same thing. And you got to kind of tell people they're on the air now. So that kind of made it almost impossible to do a prank call if you have to tell the people, like, hey, I'm Opie, and I'm about to make you look like a fool. I got an idea for a prank call. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I guess. Okay, make believe I didn't say that. We'll start at 3... Two, one. Pat Duffy knows Kenny's a very scary dude. I've seen, uh, without going into details, you know, we've had, we had issues over the years, and I knew I was in very good hands. Let's just put it that way. And the guy, uh, I can't say what I wanted to say there. Um, I, I got to shut my mouth, but I just knew we were in very, very good hands. Uh, does Pat regret ever doing any of those stunts, or was or was it all and was it all an act? Get the hell out of here, man! There were very, 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 very few bits that weren't real, and I mean very few. Where I I I I, I talked about the hundred grand recently, and I don't know of another bit that was actually faked. If I think about it, 
So there were very, very few. There might have been another one or two tops after all those years that were faked. But no, man, that's the that was the problem with us. We always took it right to the edge, and then we would jump off the edge. No regrets, Pat Duffy saying. I just talked about uh, the latest episode of the Opie Radio podcast. What is it called? Uh, oh, I talked about... Howard Stern, Lizzo, Aaron Rodgers, Kim Kardashian, David Letterman. So I think I just put all their names in the title as clickbait if you want to know the truth. And in that episode, I talk about the time me and Pat Duffy had uh, breast milk ice cream. Ugh. Just the, I, I swear, Pat, just the thought. And I was, I was saying on, um, on the podcast, I didn't get an answer from you because the comments were flying by the other day. Other day but um, your sister's kid has to be a teenager by now, right? Basically, the bit was um, Pat's sister was, man, Pat, that makes it way more gross for you than me, by the way. You know, I I just came to that realization. But she was pregnant, so we decided to make uh, ice cream with her breast milk. And it was a lovely vanilla bean ice cream. My goodness, it was it was just delightful for the first half a second. And then you taste Sweat and <laughs> and humid bo, and then you wanted to puke. LOL. Yes, she just got her driver's license. Oh my goodness! Do you think the show would have finished in 2014, even if Ann hadn't been fired? Would you have really re-signed your contract in 2014, given that you were pretty done with the show by then? Well, um, I think everyone was done by the uh, done with the show by then. Don't blame me, man. Don't blame me. There was an executive that was in a very high place that told me that the show was over. He told me that two years uh, before Anthony uh, blew himself up. The audience was dwindling and dropping pretty dramatically in the last few years of that radio show. But with that said, we still had a a huge O&A presence and audience. And I personally personally would have tried uh, everything I could to keep the O&A brand going. Because that was worth a lot of fucking money. What that would have looked like in 2014, I couldn't tell you anymore. But my daddy didn't raise a dummy. You know, um, there was a lot of money to be made from the O&A brand. And that was pretty much the only reason I started taking phone calls from Anthony two years after he got fired. And I was like, all right, there's, there's money still to be made here. Maybe there's Maybe there's a path here. Where we don't have to see each other every day, but we could do a little something, something and bring in the money, bring in the millions. And those phone calls were going well. And then, uh, and then Ann has no real good reason why he went right back to hating on me and has continued uh, to this day. And that's where we're at. That's because we could tell that no one was trying anymore and the show was being phoned in. Anthony's rants got old and unfunny too. Yeah, man. Anthony, uh, Anthony, when I met him, was pretty much one of the funniest guys I ever met in my life. By the end of uh, the O&A run, I didn't think that. I absolutely didn't think that. He was going in a completely different direction, which he, he wanted to do, and he was good at. But I, I, didn't, I didn't want any part of those fucking rants day in and day out. And that's on me, man. I should have walked and said, I, this isn't the show I want to do anymore. So I got to take some responsibility in that. Opie, I saw your own a commercial on YouTube where you and Ant were at a certain clothing shop. Oh yeah, with the uh, the fat broad, and we were kind of uh, we were kind of fat shaming her. 
So what do you think? Does this dress make me look a little fat? No, definitely not. It's a huge ass that makes you look fat. What? Opie and Anthony, they belong on the radio. Weekday mornings on 92.3 Free FM. Thank you, come again. Well, she did ask. This is how weird life has, has gotten. There was a time you could hire a really big model uh, for a commercial with the understanding, and she knew that we were going to take shots at her size to promote a radio show. Imagine trying to do that now. No way. Cancel culture would have your head. John, uh, Opie, why are so many people obsessed with the past? I don't get it. It's because, uh, it's because we put on one of the greatest radio shows of all time. <laughs> Nero win. Right in the middle of uh, Nana's white power rant, the Candy Crush music played. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like, I wanted people to know that I'm not interested here, so I'm going to play a stupid game on my phone. Oh, my God. The, the, the show is a mess by the end. Uh, I've told that story, brother. 17 Squabble Lane. Uh, remind me on a, on a, on a future uh, live stream. I'll tell that whole story again. I always wanted to know... That Brother Weeds versus Howard Stern story where Howard goofed on his special needs daughter. Never got the full story. It's one of the reasons, one of the big reasons why I obsessed about Howard for so long. Because I know what that did to Weeze. And Weeze was everything to me and continues to be everything to me. So I always put in the back of my head, man, I was cocky because I was a nobody but I, I always said to myself, if I ever get a chance to uh, stick up for Weez, if I had the chance, I would take shots at Howard to get back at, uh, at Howard for what he said and did to Weez because I saw how much that broke uh, Weez's heart. And because a lot of people over the years are like, why the fuck did you just obsess about Howard so much? And it really goes all the way back when I was just a nobody and um, Howard went into the Rochester market. I guess I'm telling the story now. And like he did with every other um, market he went into, he would find the big, the big dog and then find their weakness and just completely attack them. Uh, and I say this knowing I'm, I'm not a goody two-shoes. You know, I can't, I can't play it that way. But it really broke uh, Weez's heart because his, his daughter is absolutely amazing and has uh, Weez's personality and Everyone loves being with her. I was doing part-time radio, hanging with Weeze, and in the in my head I said, if I ever get the chance, I will stick up for Weeze. And you know, fast forward, I get the chance, and I'm like, holy crap, here we go! And I went in hard, and that's where it all started from. That was the seed, right there. To Stern's credit, he called up Weeze. And he apologized. You know, he uh, obviously was making amends with a whole bunch of people. I respect uh, Howard for doing that, obviously. Like I said, I'm one of, I think I'm one of the few people. I'm not black and white. You know, if you hate someone, then you have to, like, never, ever take their side on anything. And I, I never understood uh, going through life like that. But so I give Howard a lot of credit because he made amends with Weeze. He made amends with a whole bunch of other people from his past. And he called up uh, Weeze and he apologized. And uh, they talked for like an hour on the phone about all sorts of things. And then Weeze knew that I took my shots at Howard because of him. So then uh, now Weeze is trying to help me out 
because I'm in a bad spot with Howard. And, and Weez goes to Howard, well, what about my boy, Opie? And the exact quote is, Howard said, I'm not ready for your boy, Opie. <laughs> that, my friends, is a true story. And then, honestly, I try to sit down with uh, Howard over the years, and he wouldn't have it. Because he's a big baby. He's not even close to tough. He's a big baby. All right. <laughs> Jennifer Ferris. Dad has to go read hate comments, kids. Go to your rooms. Let it be known. I don't know why in our society uh, people that hate get way more attention than uh, the people that support. I think because when people support, it's not as exciting. But I'm here to say I live this every day. Uh for only a part of my day, by the way, um, you know, most of my day I'm away from, from being Opie and being on my social media. Um, I even like schedule tweets and stuff so I can stay off my shit. And sometimes I'll quickly like put a video up on Instagram and, and that's it. I, I don't sit there and wallow in it. But it has to be said, you know, when someone hates, they get way more attention than someone being cool. But uh, me living this day in and day out, there are way more people that are cool than not. Way more. And uh, it doesn't go unnoticed, and I really, really appreciate that. I saw you earnestly slap a wow sticker on Howard's stretch limbo on West 67th and Columbus in revenge as he wrote to Letterman, You are not an asshole, sir. <laughs> some dumb things <laughs> Frank White good, good night John Boy oh my god you gotta be Frank White's gotta be 70 <laughs> I don't wanna give it away Frank but you have to be 70 dude nighty night rabbit nighty night rabbit 